Day 13, the global average breath, understanding potential. You breathe the same air as I do, and generally speaking, we breathe virtually the same quantity of air. This is a sobering thought in that we have the same source of life and similar potential. When applied to the right area, we can expand it to infinity. That raises a question. If we have the same breath and potential, then why do we not make the same level of progress throughout our lives? I believe it's a big part to do with our mindset. We breathe the same air, but we have a different mindset. Each one of us has gone through the series of experiences that have shaped our beliefs. Some of us have overcome adversity to have ground-shaking confidence in our ability to conquer anything. Others have found themselves for their circumstances and assume their lives are meant to be filled with suffering. Some unfortunate souls have blamed God for their for their circumstances instead of taking this position in life as an opportunity to connect with God. How you improve your mindset. Now that you understand that your mindset defines your experience of life and largely helps shape your future, let's examine the purpose Christian mindset. Prosperous Christian mindset. I will be fine. While uncertainty and anxiety are part of being human, that's only because the default human experience lacks faith. When you have faith in the Lord and you understand that he is capable of taking care of you and is willing to do so, you know in your heart that you will be fine regardless of how tough the circumstances might seem. With that I will be fine mindset, you will no longer worry about things out of your control. You will not panic and you will not make decisions that may sabotage your own success. To adopt this mindset, always begin your day by thanking God for taking care of you through all of the worst times so far. My blessings will multiply. While our base existence relies our consistency looking out at things to get angry about, dissatisfaction isn't the Christian mode of being. From simplest religion traditions like saying grace to thanking the Lord upon getting blessed, we have the religious tendency to thank God in the moment. However, we fail to be thankful for the sum total of our blessings. You may thank God for helping you get a job, but you may forget to thank him for every paycheck that comes from that blessing. When you adopt that my blessings will multiply mindset, you don't fear scarcity and never accept lack. Every time you are blessed, you thank the Lord and expect more blessings. To adopt this mindset, you must look back at all the ways in which God has blessed you and then thank him. Do this every day. So you start your day expecting more blessings. When you're grateful, God gives more. And remember, with something many and may be too much for you, there is no such thing as two eyes and too big in the eyes of God. So ask your heart's desire and be grateful for every way in which you have been blessed. Day 14. Everything must exist together. If you go as far back as Genesis, you will realize that the purpose of existence is coexistence, harmony, with what's first interrupted by the serpent. I believe it's a ripple effect that can be felt for the present moment where we continue to divide and judge. Unfortunately, we aren't able to connect or correct this because we have added righteousness to our division. While we believe or understand that 
it is not wrong or it is wrong to sow seeds of division and resentment along the lines of race, gender, and nationalism. We have deemed it right to hate our fellow brothers and sisters because they don't share the same religious beliefs as us. Not only does this get in the way of our mission to have a world be a harmonious place, but it also keeps us from even repenting. Why repent for what you think is right? We must coexist to influence. I don't believe you should create social relationships with the intention to convert other people. You must make good, great friendships for the sake of making friendships. When you genuinely care enough for your fellow brother and sister, they understand that any word of God you extend to them comes from a place of good intention. Do not hold a metamorphical gun to their heads and give them ultimatums to convert. Don't pull back your friendship if they don't agree with your beliefs. Don't be arrogant. You know that God works in mysterious ways, and you also understand that everyone is a part of God's plan. Suppose you would reach into your local handyman's toolbox and remove the tool. How can you remove God's tool based on your perception or your perspective? You don't know how useful someone or you label a non-believer might be to the community from which you're willing to exclude them. That's why we have to be inclusive and keep your arms open. You're open to God's plan when you're letting those you don't agree with be a part of your life. So don't just tolerate people you disagree with. Accept them to be the source of good in your life because you expect the best from the Lord. Create conditions for genuine belief. In a dictatorship, the leader doesn't know people hate him till there's a revolution. The epitome of this is in the French Revolution, where Maria Antoinette told, was told that the people were protesting because they didn't have any bread. She said, let them eat cake. She had no idea of their lack till it was too late. Oppression breeds dishonesty, and even though you're not putting a gun to someone's head and forcing them to convert... If you start using social pressures and exclusions to push people toward agreeing with you, you rob them of the opportunity to genuinely discover and accept Christ into their lives. You and I don't have the right to do that. So, live and let live. Be a great role model of prosperity and kindness. People will want to know how you are so generous and why you're thriving. When you credit the Lord with your blessings, you will spread His message more effectively. Let today be the day that you strike a positive conversation with someone you disagree with. Day 15. Empathy paves the way for generational prosperity. From Jacob to Abraham, each story involves progeny shows that God's plan is generational. It means in our lives we have to stop thinking of a single lifetime and start considering how our attitudes and actions impact generations to come. Our babies deserve parents who think about more than themselves. At this point, you may want to react and say that you care about your children. Unfortunately, we do so in the wrong way. We try too hard to make our kids the best players, but we aren't thinking of the playground. Are we pushing our environment towards destruction? Physically and metamorphically, we are forcing our children's future to be governed by traditions of exclusion and judgment. We are also doing no favors to the environment. Our consumption practices are creating horrible working conditions, and if that becomes the norm, it will also be the economy our grandchildren will be forced to get jobs in. So how will you fix this today? 
I believe today we can be a day where you reflect on all the ways in which you can preserve the landscape in which your children grew up. Wouldn't you like to create a society not fulfilled by group tensions? It starts at home. Children learn by observing, not listening. So become more empathetic and keep an open mind. Make friends who have those values as well so your children can hang out in places for positive influence. While you may not change the world and its physical environment, you can change your child's entire world by focusing on tolerance and tolerating in their upbringing. I haven't seen a single narrow-minded parent whose child has had a happy childhood. How finally your kids remember their early days is your com- is in your control. Are you going to gear them towards success by letting them or setting them up with a positive mindset? Or are you going to make them a perpetual pessimist? You govern your relationships to reality. Furthermore, you decide how they view God. So help your children expect the best from God. Help them see that God's on their side, but also that God gives love to everyone just as they should. It is no one raising kids, is no use raising kids to be great players if their personalities are so rigid that no one wants to play with them. Teach them to be flexible and then let them be themselves. Or should I say, let them be, let them discover themselves. If you continue to be judgmental towards other, you'll be judgmental towards them as well. And as a result, they'll block you out of their lives. When your children start hiding things from you, they can become vulnerable to other influences. At this point, it is officially too late. So don't see them as what you want them to be. See them as you were at that age. Be open-minded towards their mistakes and lead with empathy. They want to be understood, not idolized and held to a standard that is now too high for them or someone their age. Let them relax so that they don't develop unhealthy coping behaviors. Free them up to prosper. If you have kids, talk to them today. If you don't, talk to anyone. Exercise empathy.